I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello everyone and welcome once again to the UK Film Review Podcast. This week we are here in honour of what might be the biggest, one of the biggest film releases of the year, Matt Reeves' The Batman. My name is Chris Buick and of course by my side, completing our very own dynamic duo, as always, is my friend and fellow critic Ian Lunny. How are you Ian? Hey man, happy to be here. I don't think it's a podcast without each other. That's it, that's the rule. It's, it's not. I think I feel we are soul bound over the airwaves <laughs> to always do episodes together. I, you know what though? I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm not, not complaining, complaining either. No, I'm not. Absolutely. I feel like For the listeners, you're gonna love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's it, to be here excited it's uh, a film that i keep getting the date wrong if anybody keeps going into our older podcasts to be like hearing me talk about films i'm looking forward to i kept saying it was coming out last year i kept saying oh, i can't wait for that to come out and it was like no 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 it's next year <laughs> so all i'm right. very excited all right here's here's a, here's a chance Indian. what day is the batman coming out go six of march Fourth of March. God damn it. God damn it, yeah. Fifty fifty. In my head I was like, it's fourth of March or sixth of March. But you know what? I'm seeing it on the sixth of March, so maybe that's what you were thinking. Why. I think you yeah. maybe said. I in my head I, I was like, Chris would buy the ticket for the premiere, but you don't you're not. 
<laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I, to be honest, my, I've already planned out. I'm going for an early morning showing, and then I'm getting, a, I'm getting, a, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a Pizza Hut buffet afterwards. I am sorted for the day to, to contemplate what you see. Yeah, and then I'm going to spend the, the twelve hours after that just smiling <laughs> I, ho- I hope i hope i don't know yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man yeah no i am excited though i am very excited very excited very excited well we are here to talk about the upcoming release of the batman but i also mm-hmm. want to take a look back at everything obviously that's come before all the mm-hmm. way back to the 60s so through the adam west era tim burton it. yeah of course obviously <laughs> um and sort of go through the the very the different kind of iterations of Batman, as it were. So um, we talked about Batman before, you know, in our um, Justice League episode we did and DC Comics episode we did, but this is this is very much more of a Batman-centric mm. thing. So I want to really get into what we like about the hero, what we don't like, what we've seen over the years, mm-hmm. what kind of things we like about the character, because you and I, as listeners probably know, massive comic book nerds. Yeah, so fun. let's... So we'll get into all that as well. So I guess my first question to you, Ian, is when was the first time you discovered Batman? And what did you think when you had that moment? Yeah, I mean, just, I guess, for listeners behind the curtain, uh, Chris posed this question to me. So you're not getting my like natural reaction to this. He posed this to me before we started. And I genuinely was like, that is a great question. Like, I, that, it genuinely is. Thank I'm you like, very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> for like a minute being like, oh my God, yeah. When was the first time? I had time to think about it. So I remember being very young. And this is very, for a comic book fan, um, this was, I guess, one of the initial like things I saw when I was a kid, comic book related, and I think maybe a lot of a lot of people our age group, I guess, had a similar introduction because I think a lot of people were like, oh, "I always read comic books," and that's not true. I read the Beano when I was a kid and the Dandy, I guess. Oh, we I'm, all did. We all yeah. did. I have you know, I'm a lifelong member of the Beano Club. I'm just saying, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> humble, humble, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just saying. Um, <laughs> I was introduced to comic books by cartoons. And um, mm. I like X Men. The X Men animated mm, TV mm, show was mm, something mm, like yeah. I was totally into when I was a kid. Rewatching it now on Disney Plus, it's not aged as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. But one that I still think's aged amazingly, and I was introduced to it was the Batman animated TV show. Yeah, yeah. And it's aged so well. You can go back and watch that, and you're like, "This is amazing. This is still like." A fantastic show and the one that i just remember like sticks out in my head even as a kid to now is heart of ice which is mm, the uh, mm-hmm. mr freeze one oh, which yeah. completely changed that character that's why it's such a great show it it took characters we already knew like harley quinn well it created harley quinn it created harley quinn which is like such a big character now like so influential but it also took characters we knew like mr freeze who was mm-hmm. just a petty like D-list villain for Batman at that point. He was like just yeah, completely yeah, yeah. forgettable. Like even Captain Cold for the Flash was more of an influential villain at that point. And they took Mr. Freeze and gave him this really tragic story that like genuinely is heartbreaking. And to tell it in 20 minutes, I was like, this is amazing. Like they so a, they did a lot in those 20 minutes in really the first stories. Yeah. Yes, yeah, oh, so that okay. that animated show really sticks out in my mind. And then I also remember, I guess cartoons is a big part of my life, but like I remember a weird one. These two are ones that I just remember so well from my childhood. Those two 
There was one on CBBC called The Batman, similar mm. to probably the film that's coming out. Uh, but the it was just The Batman. It was a really weirdly drawn animation. And I recommend anybody looking it up. If you put The Batman Cartoon Show, and I think it was maybe Cartoon Network, it was a really odd animation style like uh, Batman uh, cartoon. But it was quite unique, and I liked it because of that. It was quite like different, uh, mm-hmm. and the intro was quite weird, and it had a guy like whispering, the Batman, as it had. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was a bad show, but those two were probably my first introductions to Batman and like the character, the world that it created, and his rose gallery. And, and um, yeah, those are two things that stood out for me. Um, and there's another one, but we're going to be talking about the 1966 film, so I'll hold on to that stuff yeah, until we yeah. get there, because I don't want to jump the gun. But what about yourself, Chris? Well, I, I guess I, if we're, we'll talk about the 1966 Adam West yeah, era yeah. in a minute. So, <laughs> which, which, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I was slightly older than you, so I think mm. for me, uh, there was obviously the, the the Batman TV show from the 60s, which was. I'm not that old. Was rerun when I, when I was yeah, but it, but it was re, it was rerun. I always remember it was Star Trek the original series and amazing, it, but, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> no, I have a show. Uh, I will give you my skin regime after the podcast. Um, but the but the, I always remember you had the the Batman TV show, the Adam West TV show, and Star Trek the original series mm. on. It was a double bill every week, and me and my dad just used to watch that every week without fail. Nice. Um, loved that absolutely loved everything all the ridiculous stupidness that adam west and um uh, and and cole got up to uh Mm. but i think for me my first intro kind of like i guess it wasn't the animated series directly the first time i ever watched batman was actually batman returns um which was which was obviously the sequel to the 1989 film but Mm -hmm. for me it's the one i remember we had the vhs and it had the cover with uh catwoman and penguin Mm -hmm. and batman on it and i always remember looking at it going this looks so dark and adult and mm-hmm. gritty and it's like i need to watch it mom was like you watch it's batman i don't think she really understood that it was a bit above a maybe an eight-year-old's mm. kind of threshold. But my mum was always cool like that. Thanks, mum. <laughs> yeah, she, she was letting me watch all kinds of stuff. She let me watch Jaws when I was like five, so it was fine. Yeah, um, yeah she, it was a good life lesson. It was a good li- good life lesson. Don't go yeah. in the water. Um, but, um, but I remember watching Batman Returns and just being absolutely enraptured with it. And yeah. today it's still my favourite Batman film. I think mm. um, that film really got me into the Batman world and kind of mm. showed me like, oh my God, there's these kind of films, you know? I can't believe that these kind of films exist because, you know, when you're young, you watch like Disney films or something like that. And, you know, it's all very... Mm. Like, this was like a like a proper film. I think it was one of the pro- first proper films I'd ever seen. Nice. And, yeah, to this day, it's still, I mean, Keaton's still my favourite Batman. We'll get into that later. But, you know... Mm. Um, that and then I was like, oh, who's this Batman guy? And then I was like, oh, the, <laughs> then the animated series was on TV, and I was like, oh my god, what's? And then mm. it was like, every, I can watch this like all the time, twenty minute episodes, it's great. And then you mm. had obviously the voices of Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill coming oh, at you, and you're like, so oh my god, in the nineties, a good time to be alive, man. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then obviously we'll get into it because you mentioned it, but the Adam West stuff. Yeah, which when you compare it to the Tim Burton Batman Return stuff, is like the night and day in yeah, comparison. But totally. there was just something wholesome and yeah. lovable about what Adam West 
and Burt Ward were doing week in week out. It was so ridiculously stupid, but it was so fun. Yeah, I mean, I think when I was a kid, because I was going to say the other big memory I have is the Adam West 1969. uh, No, 1966, 1969. Get them all mixed up now. No, the 1966 film. Because my dad loves that film. Like, he loves that film so much. And, like, I remember watching it with him a lot. Like, we both really love it. I remember, like, as a kid, I loved it. Like, I really, <laughs> really loved it. But then I, when I became an... I think I've said this before. When I became an angsty teen, yeah. I was like, oh, no, Batman has to be brooding. And, uh, and like... But now, as a, like, more, like, fully-fledged adult who's like, it's fine that I enjoy, like, these ridiculousness. I'm kind of like, it's maybe... it's it, possibly is one of my favorite like batmans ever like it's maybe my second favorite (laughs) i genuinely think it is just because it doesn't take itself seriously and i think some of them do too much and i'm a little bit like "Mm." yeah (laughs) and i genuinely think because um listeners may or may not if they've read the reader articles on uk film view Mm. i recently did a ranking of all the batman films (laughs) Um, plug that was a good plug thanks thanks very much (laughs) find it on (laughs) yeah i i feel i feel like the adam west batmans is very much a generational thing you'll get people looking at it now Mm. going what the hell were people thinking Mm. back then Mm -hmm. but you gotta remember back then especially in the 60s it was such a turbulent time to have something Mm. like adam west Mm. and uh that batman era doing something that was just fun and you know you could escape mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. half an hour it was just so much joy and mm-hmm. you know you, you watch it and you go yeah no it's it's ridiculous but it's good innocent fun and there's yeah, nothing totally. wrong with that and i it, totally agree with you it's 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 quite comic book accurate to that era like yeah. it's quite accurate to the golden age comic books because they're weird man mm. the 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 they are weird comic books you know when you when you read them they are genuinely like strange um comic books when you like some of the things that are in them some of the dialogue one of my favorite ones of that era it's kind of superman related as well <laughs> it's like you had meme. to get superman in there didn't you <laughs> it's like yeah, we had is. to um there's one where batman and robin and superman are trying to try to save a woman from a waterfall and superman's holding a tree and holding batman's hand who's on a rock and then he's holding robin's hand who's then trying to reach this woman and i always look at that like man superman's an ass <laughs> like yeah. he can fly <laughs> like what and but the golden age <laughs> had such weird stuff like that where you're like why is this like that and yeah the Batman film slash show really, I think, incorporated that amazingly. Like that sort of wacky, weird, it doesn't really matter. And as you say, kind of positive vibes. Like they're fun. You don't know. Like even the villains aren't like murdering people. It's just no. like, stupid stuff. They might be trying to they might be trying to ruin a parade or something. That's yeah, probably yeah. As, about as bad as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Then, like one of my favorite episodes is when because I, I'm not gonna do the I think I've mentioned on a previous podcast about the porpoise scene. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna mention it again. Go back and listen to the previous one where a porpoise saves Batman and Robin and they assume that it sacrificed itself. <laughs> it knew the situation. But another one which we didn't talk about then, which I love, is when uh f- there's the mayoral like election and um for some reason 
it's become a surfboarding like competition. <laughs> of course it has. <laughs> the Joker is trying to become the mayor, so he enters the surfboarding uh, competition. And Batman enters too to make sure he doesn't win. And it's like, what? <laughs> what is going on? Like, that's the kind of thing I love about that show slash I, film. I just it's have this cool. image of Michael Caine saying, I'm not going to do an impression because I can't, but no, it's, yeah. uh, how, how, no, it's like, some people just want to watch the world burn, whereas actually some people just want to watch the world surf. You know? Some people just surf USA, baby. Yeah, yeah. everybody be surfing. <laughs> Honestly, I, I love that 66 like series and all of it just because of that vibe. I, do. I mean, it I, catches it well. Yeah, I do, and I, I, I think... There's not obviously all the Batman Batman films have since mm. have had a certain darkness to them. Mm. There's been nothing like that since, and, no. there won't, and there won't be because realistically, it's not really who Batman is now, no, and no. we won't see that again. For, for that, it holds a real special place in my heart. It does that. something that is great, and maybe like at some point when uh, I, I, we have perhaps a, a, another podcast about comic books that's a subtle hint there that might be something for the future just pay stay tuned future plug it's a future plug for a podcast that doesn't exist yet um, <laughs> you'll come back and listen to this and be like wow that was good um, but um there is a comic book series of the 1966 batman like mm-hmm. they yeah. brought it back um because it's so popular and what's great about that is they bring up-to-date villains like Bane and bring him into that universe and do him like a Mexican wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's great. Like, it totally works. And it works in its own bubble. Um, but you are right. You're never going to see on screen anyway anything like that again because it's yeah. so alien to what mm-hmm. I think the general audience think of Batman now. You know. Yeah, and I and I think my I guess my closing note would be you've obviously you've always got the debate of is Michael Keaton the best Batman was mm. it uh, was it Christian Bale no one's seen George Clooney let's be honest um, <laughs> but you know <laughs> you know I'm joking yeah but like Ben Affleck you know all those kind of things like Adam West sits on his own he's got his own yeah. little, he's got his own chair he's just watching everyone else going you guys fight it out I'm good. Yeah. Everyone yeah, knows. Everyone arguably, knows that Batman. Yeah, I was going to say, arguably, one probably the best Batman. Like, could, argue, yeah. I, I could be because he is his own thing. He's not really. You can't compare him really to the others because you can't. Weird in a weird way, I guess you can compare him to the um, more zany ones after Batman Returns, but they're bad. Whereas this is good. So, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's there's ridiculous but fun and good and enjoyable, and then there's just ridiculous like what yeah. the hell is going on? What please going make it on? stop! Please make it stop! Please make it yeah. stop! That kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but I guess in on the back of that, then mm. I guess. One thing I want to t- ask you, I guess, before we move on through the the mm. ages of Batman is, obviously, we've had the Adam West Batmans, we've mm-hmm. had Tim Burton's, Michael Keaton Batmans, Schumacher, Nolan, Snyder, we've now got the new ones. Mm. Why do we f- feel that they keep coming back to Batman as a story, as a character, when mm. there's... When you look at how many Superman films are there compared to how many Batman films are there? It's a lot less. Well, exactly. But Superman's an interesting character, Mm. you know? There are very many interesting characters we haven't seen as much of in in, throughout the years. But why do we keep coming back to Batman? It's a good question. I think 
Like you're full of good questions today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It finally happened. (laughs) (laughs) The other podcast. No, I'm joking. (laughs) So I think it's it's interesting that you compare Superman because Superman is my favorite like comic book character of all time. Um, But I do think he lacks in the representation in film Um, because I think like Superman is inherently quite hard for directors to get. I think Mm. they're always trying to make him like oh, what if he went bad? Or like, oh, what if like this? He's just the best of us. That's the point. He's just a great human being. And like, and he is inherently human, even though he's not. And that's what makes him compelling. Yeah. Um, with Batman, I think why it's perhaps more accessible for directors anyway and writers is that he is a complex character. He's far more like complex and easy. No, I'm not saying he's easy as in he's not a good character, but he's easier to write. Mm. Because Superman is just this great dude. He's just a great guy who's grown up on a farm and he's a like middle sort of American farm family who's just a good kid. Whereas Batman's lost like so much and he tries to, even though I think he is a psychopath, but like he's oh, he totally, to... totally is. He's totally a psychopath. I, I do love that like that he is so rich, especially in the animated show, he has enough money to build a lazy Susan for his car yeah. to just turn his car around in the middle of the cave, which is only serving him to look at it. Like nobody else is in there. He has so much money to do that. He doesn't put any of that money back into the infrastructure of Gotham, which would probably help with the general situation <laughs> yeah. in Gotham. Like crime would probably improve. And also he beats up mentally unwell <laughs> patients. Like he's put money into Arkham, mate. Like, what are you doing? This is like you're a real psycho. Do you ever think um, do you think Alfred had a conversation with him in the back cave going? So, um, yeah. did you ever think about maybe looking into the economics of the yeah, situation? He's like, he's like, no, no <laughs> I must fight crime. It's not justice. It's like, yeah, but socioeconomic factors are a real part of why people commit crimes, mate. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, people listening to podcasts, obviously, you know, people who know me know I'm a massive Batman fan. I'll defend him to the end. The whole concept of Batman is utterly ridiculous. Oh, when yeah. you think about it, a rich man decided to spend all his time <laughs> Messing up, and he he works throughout the day as a billionaire, and then spends all his night fighting crimes. Like, when, when does he sleep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all this stuff. I think he but, is accessible because he is compelling to write. He's gone through trauma, and because of that, I think it's easier to base a story around somebody who's lost their family, absolutely who wants yeah, I to make change. And I, that's why I genuinely, it's interesting you compare Superman and Batman. I think that is why Superman is a bit harder to write. People just don't get that character as well as they understand Batman. Also, Batman has great rogues. I will give him that. He has yeah, an absolutely. amazing rogue gallery. You know, like... Of all the villains in all comic books across all franchises, mm. I think Batman has a a, a a ridiculous amount of gold great to draw. Even, genuinely brilliant. Even the ones with silly names like Calendar Man, Polka Dot Man, you know, all Calendar those kind Man. of... I love Calendar Man. The, the thing is... The, when he back in the day, he was literally a man who liked to dress up as a calendar, mm. and they changed him into being a serial killer. Brilliant! Like that is ge- genuinely yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. When you because when you s- boil down someone like Calendar Man to his basic description, it sounds ridiculous. But when you yeah. actually have read, like for example, the Long Halloween, yeah, brilliant. you know, you you realize that the Calendar Man is just it's kind of like the Zodiac Killer. It's kind of like one of those names that actually sh- is 
terrifying when you think about it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh my god! And Batman has all those kind of villains. And I think the the comparison with Superman is obviously exacerbated now because obviously we've had Batman v yeah, Superman yeah, film. Yeah. But I feel like and we've touched on this before, my interpretation of someone like Superman was very much like, ugh, he's kind of boring, you know, he can mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. But when you read Superman as a comic, mm-hmm. you understand more of what he's about mm-hmm. and what he is. And you're right, he is absolutely the best of us. And I don't know if it's something that's just not cinematically that compelling to, to write yeah, someone who's just good. Yeah. But... And or or whether directors just have a hard time doing that because people like drama, people like someone with an edge or an anti-hero, which Batman kind of is. Say, you know? People like anti-heroes. Whereas Superman is not an anti-hero. He is the definition not. of hero yeah. to the letter, and he will. And that and I said this in my ranking as well. I think people like Henry Cavill is casting the right role at the wrong time and the wrong kind of writing. Yeah, wrong so style. I, yeah, I feel like, and I, I really wish I could get that kind of role that we didn't cap. I know we're talking about Batman, but Superman, you know, would show <laughs> that Because he's of, the best. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. He's the best one. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I, do, but I do get all your points as to why we keep coming back to Batman, because I feel like yeah. he is slightly more relatable to us as a flawed human being, you know? Yeah, because Superman's like, not flawed. He's well, not. Well, he does he, have flaws, but he's not obviously flawed. Yeah, but you know, ba- he's like, Batman ba- is completely flawed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. And I guess as well, the fact that he doesn't really have superpowers, but he is also a really That's rich compelling player. as well. Like, yeah, it's he, like really compelling. Well, his superpower is being a capitalist. That's uh, he, he's, he's, he's a super rich guy. Rich. You can buy what he wants, but, you know, yeah, which yeah. is not, which, you know, is not entirely real, especially these days. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, but yeah, not here, not no. here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Getting too political now. Um yeah. but but um but yeah, I feel Batman has more of an edge, has more of something that people can see in themselves. I think as well he is I think something that I think I, I, we're kind of jumping a bit because I, I know we, we we're gonna talk about the Batman later on. Mm. But something that this film and I think why I'm looking forward to it that people forget about and this film looks like it's doing more of that is that he is also the world's greatest detective he is he really is that's why as when i started seeing that cartoon and then i started reading the comics batman is like maybe my second favorite comic book character hero Mm. of all time as well like superman and batman are great it's just i love superman batman's comics have the like the intrigue when you talk about uh the long halloween and um uh is long halloween is it my brain went like blank there for a second yeah uh, yeah yeah my brain i was thinking of two different like comic books at the same time i was like long halloween killing joke there you go were, like two like in my head that i was like why mm. why are they getting mixed up anyway when you talk about long halloween like the killing joke which i know alan moore's not as keen on anymore but it's still like good comic um mm. like there's so much of it where he's trying to work out a crime and yeah. like as a comic book reader, I really love that. Like that's the bit that I think we haven't seen as much in film, but I still think that's I where people go back to it because he is really compelling. He's incredibly smart, and that's cool. It's really cool that somebody's dealing with gritty crimes of serial killers and stuff. Mm. It's really yeah. intriguing. Yeah, right? they they flirted with that kind of in the past, obviously. Where to say, like in the Dark Knight trilogy, he's got mm. his tech where he can zoom in on people and figure out where the Joker is, where yeah. triangulating signals, but. The, the one of the main, the main things about Bruce Wayne 
is he's really smart. He he's is a very smart, smart guy. Yeah. Um, he's not just rich. He uses his money to help him be better at, all, at, what, he, at what he's doing up as Batman. And yeah. 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 <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Beat him up. <laughs> yeah. And not putting money back into the economy like he should be. Yeah. Um, Ooh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. I mean, we uh, uh, hate Batman. Is that what's happening? Here? No, want to turn, turn around. <laughs> no, he's one of the good capitalists. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. yeah, he's one of the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> there's an oxymoron for you. Um, no, right, but um, but no, I think they've never really delved into that. And I, like you said, I think this new film from mm. especially when you've got someone like the riddler involved oh, they've done the riddler it looks really cool and i know i, I want to get into something really specifically cool. about the riddler later which we okay. will do so but with someone like the riddler involved the riddler is his whole thing is being smarter than batman yeah and the, and edward Nygma is obviously meant to be ridiculously smart which mm. they never even touched on in no. batman uh forever so <laughs> let's not even go there he was just a crazy guy with question marks everywhere yeah, but stupid. the riddler is meant to be the guy who is batman's equal intellectually yeah and to have the riddler basically taunting batman with riddles and stuff basically makes me really excited to see that Batman might actually be challenged, not just on a physical mm. level, because obviously he's got the bat suit, he's got the car, he's got all the gadgets. It's a bit easier, but to challenge him intellectually mm-hmm. makes for a much more compelling story for mm. me. Like, you could... Bat- Batman's going to beat the Riddler in a physical fight all day long. How is oh, he yeah. going to beat him when it comes to brains? And I want, yeah. that's what I want to see. I want to, And like you, you've, I'm really glad you brought it up, the world's greatest detective is something yes. I don't think we've seen properly yet no no it's said, like kind of does it but like i don't think it really like gives it justice it's like oh i've got all these phones and they're gonna triangulate a thing again it's just his money whereas like in the the comic the money's kind of like you don't really think about the fact that he's stonkingly rich as much you more mm-hmm. think about that he's really intelligent like mm-hmm. he's super smart and he's trying to figure stuff out and he's trying to put together like a picture and that's why I've always find Batman really compelling that it's like the best ones, although Batman's great in the Justice League and he's and, and yeah, it's cool that we had the Justice League film. We've talked about it like, yeah, great. But Batman, I think, works best like in Batman year one. That comic book's great, like where he's on the street, he's working stuff out. He's he doesn't he doesn't have all his stuff to back yeah, fall back on. Like, yeah. And he's not flying through space fighting like Dark Side or like or Dark Side, but he's 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 doing Batman stuff being a detective. Like that's that's usually the best like stories. There's a reason mm-hmm. why Batman yeah. Year One, Long Halloween, Killing Joke, they're the ones we go back to because they're very grounded in the reality that he's trying to work out a crime. Yeah. You know. And it's also you bring up Justice League, and ever, and a lot of people who maybe aren't familiar with Justice League, why is Batman in there? He's got no superpowers. Like mm. he's, it's like because Batman is the one who figures everything out. Batman's he's smarter, one, than, all of he's them smarter well, than all of them. He's the one. Yeah. Who, he's the one who's like, this is what's happening. This is mm. how this, and he figures everything out for them yeah. to then go and save the day. Yeah. But he's that's why he's as much a part of the Justice League as anyone else. One of the best like comic book like moments i think and I, again i reference them a lot whenever we talk because i i really like their podcast the weekly planet yes. um they're so funny and they're like really comic book nerds like ourselves and um they were talking about one of the best like 
stories of like uh batman is a justice league one actually where the there's a new superhero team that arrive and they're like basically the justice league but better so the one's a speedster and one's like wonder woman but better and superman but better and like they're they're replacing the justice league they're better than the justice league and then they go on tv with all these criminals that they've caught and they kill them they just straight up are like yeah they're dead we don't care like we this is what superheroes should be and like they start to attack the justice league as well and it turns out they're um uh are martians and they're shapeshifters and they actually shape-shifted into these superheroes and they're trying to like get power in the world and take over basically but they capture the justice league uh in a funny way there is a really weird bit <laughs> there is a really weird bit that i'm like that's so strange but cool and it is a superman bit but i have to be like cool all right because superman would just kill all of them like martians are not that stronger than superman he would kill all of them mm -hmm. so they get kryptonite and they're like ah oh, you, you're done now and they catch all of them but they batman's the only one they don't catch her and they don't care because he doesn't have any superpowers yeah they're like hey, who cares he's got no superpowers he's not going to do anything and like superman's like captured and he's like you have no idea what you've unleashed like he's like the smartest man in the world like yeah. and he'll he'll destroy you and super, he does batman figures out they're martians he breaks in he absolutely messes them up uh and like he he figures out the fire their weakness to fire and like is completely like beating them all to the snot out of them but the and, and that's the thing like super batman superman goes you are like in for it now because this guy this guy is the one who can figure everything out and that's why he's a part of the justice league it's not yeah. that he's a super powered guy it's because he's smarter than all of us and yeah. the funny bit in that is when the when when they figure out their martians the it turns out the kryptonite was fake so i was like why is superman not like doing anything why is he like going oh oh my head oh the kryptonite oh wait it's not real like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sense. what are you doing superman save the woman from the waterfall and also realize that's not kryptonite like what is going on um but that you are right like that's a why he's a member of the justice league because he's mm -hmm. the world's greatest detective he is, he is the smartest person on the planet absolutely absolutely and i think that's i think to con guess to conclude what we were saying that's mm. something that i think this new film is trying it to lean on like a bit it, more which yeah. i'm super happy about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and one of the, i guess just to kind of nicely segue into one of mm. uh, our next section so if we're going to go through the eras of batman mm. we've obviously already spoke about adam west one of yeah. the one of the guess Fran eras, I guess, if we're talking it that way, that kind of does it a bit better than everyone else is a Tim Burton one. They give Michael yeah. Keaton a bit more yeah. of a, he has to figure something out rather than he just, the, the, the answer is presented to him on a plate and he, mm. and he goes and fights it off. Um, so the Tim Burton kind of era kind of launched a very different uh, look at mm. Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man? Jesus Spider Christ. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Is, is that Spider-Man actually your favourite hero? Is that I, actually the Freudian yes. slip there? Yeah, that, like... was, that was a real Freudian slip. I apologize. Um, <laughs> a very different look at Batman. That's his name. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, they're both 
they're both animals and men. So yes. Well, an arachnid, I guess. I mean, it's all the same, isn't it? Um, yeah, but, um, Batman, Catman, you know, they're all they're all round. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It gave a much darker image to Batman that we'd seen or that mm. people had seen before. Obviously, you and I were a bit young when mm. uh, we're so young. Um, we're so young. We're, we're so, so sweet, young. Listen to the world. Um, but when, <laughs> when these Tim Burton films come out, but what do you what do you remember about the Tim Burton films? when you did see them what do you think of them now like how do, you, how do they stand up in comparison to the rest of the canon? yeah i remember seeing them on uh film four that was the first time i saw them wow uh, and uh yeah i know because i am like 27 so they they weren't out in cinema and i although i loved batman and i was reading the comic books by that point i hadn't really like bothered to watch too many of the films like i wasn't as big a film fan as i am now at that stage like mm. I, I loved comic books but i didn't watch films as much um and i remember seeing it and i did the first one this is where we're gonna have a bit of an issue but the first one i was like this is amazing like this is actually great like and it felt as a comic book reader it felt like a comic book like hmm. even the cheesy bit where like the the bat wing goes up into the moon. And oh, that's okay. down. I love that bit. It's great. Like that's so comic booky, and it's great. And as a comic book reader, it was awesome. I do have problems with it though, and it's something that all Batman films. And I really hope this Batman film like corrects that. Like Batman just is killing people. Like he's just killing people so much. He's just straight up like burning people alive. He's throwing people and like he shouldn't be killing people. He really should not be killing people. And I know some fans will be like, well, actually, like he didn't technically kill somebody. The Batmobile killed him. No, he killed him. That was he he did. Who's, that, who's okay? driving the Batmobile? <laughs> like in a court of law, you don't go, Well, I didn't run the person over. It was Tom Holland's doing it, apparently. I didn't run <laughs> I was wondering, right, before you were out, I was wondering, I was like, is there a chance we're going to go through an episode without bringing Tom Holland? But no, we can. For yeah. some reason. He's people over there. <laughs> like, but yeah. Like, oh, also, can I correct you? It's Tom mm. Daly Holland now, as we established. Sorry, yeah, about that. Tom Daly Holland. But like, he... Um, he with 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 those films he does just kill people so much and it does bother me like it genuinely does like and it's one of the reasons why perhaps 1966 stands out so highly for me because they do honor that and i know batman needs to beat people up i'm cool with that i'm I'm not being like oh he can't like cause harm like he's batman he's like plays he skirts the line but he doesn't kill people it's a cardinal rule there's a reason why he's not killed the joker yet because he's but if he if he was just killing people, kill him straight away. Like the first uh, time he tried to do something, just break his neck. Done. May, like may, maybe Adam West did kill people, but you can see it because it just said Capo on screen. <laughs> it's their head coming off. It just covers it just covers the blood. <laughs> this carnage that's happening on there. <laughs> that's like an uncut version of yeah that. yeah. There's a much darker Adam West version <laughs> of Batman out there. Dark. It's actually the worst one. He's a bit yeah. Psycho, oh right? god. <laughs> yeah it's they are great and i think maybe the the 89 is maybe my favorite batman like it maybe is my favorite batman mm. film because that's fair it's a good one jack, it is great jack nicholson's amazing like he's genuinely yes. amazing as the joker like even though they have like their own liberties with like the joker's backstory which i'm cool with 
don't need everything to be the same. I'm not one of those purists. Like, an, I think another amazing film, maybe my third favorite. Now we're talking about it because before I was trying to like place them. Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Like, that's yeah. so good. And they kind of go their own direction with the Joker's backstory. So I'm cool with that. I'm not like that purist. So I think, yeah, the Batman film's fantastic. Like, it's really, really good. Batman Returns, it's still good. And it would be in my top five, right? It definitely would. But, and you're going to hate me for this, and that's fine. I respect that it's your favorite. And I respect it's a good film. If you had had said Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight, I would have told you to leave. (laughs) Even though it's your podcast. (laughs) But Batman Returns, it's kind of like Tim Burton just went off the rails. Like, I I like it. But it's like somebody didn't do any script writing to it. Like the bit where the penguin is like taken into the water by his penguin minions. Yeah. I'm like, I know I love the weird stuff in comic books, but for, for, even for me, that was like, what is going on? Like, this is yeah. really weird. And I mean, everyone's great. Danny DeVito's amazing. Like, he's actually Everyone, amazing. Everyone's great in that film. Absolutely. Yeah. But just I, maybe Tim Burton went a bit too far. See, I have the... I, I, kind of, I kind of feel the opposite. The same the same idea, but I feel like they let Tim Burton be Tim Burton in that film, whereas yeah, I feel like I the first should. one... They, <laughs> look, look, like, uh, Tim Burton... Like somebody should have edited that bit. Like, <laughs> look, I, bit. I'll, I'll concede a bit about the Penguins, but I'll also ra- I'll raise you... They're consistent dancing to Prince songs in Batman 1989. I, right, no, you can't raise me that. That's amazing. Prince it's, is amazing. It's, it's, oh, don't get me wrong. Prince, God rest him. Amazing. amazing. Love Prince. Absolutely yeah. love Prince. Jenna was dancing to Prince while she he's in the great. art museum. And I'm about like, okay, this is a bit weird. Um, it's but, not as weird as a penguin carrying a dead fat man into the water. Like, that is. I think it's I find it I find it on par, if I'm honest, but that's just me. Yeah. yeah. I find it so weird. Like it's very jarring when I'm watching because also it's the film is really gothic. And it's yeah, oh god yeah. It's cool. That's cool. Like I'm down for that. I'm all in for that, right? But it's like even the beginning bit with the penguins like backstory and we see him going to the park and his baby pram. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's so Tim Burton because, like, his films have an artificial, like, world to them, like Edward Scissorhands, and like, mm-hmm. they, they feel like they're all filmed on a set. Like, they yeah. all feel like they're all really hyper fakeness to them, which is great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, that's not a critique of mm-hmm. it. But it felt like with Batman Returns, it went just a little bit too far, just a li- just just a tad. I guess, you know? I, but I guess for me, that's where I kind of liked it. I really liked it. it went, yeah. it leaned right into it, and obviously, I think as much as I love Keaton, Keaton is my is my Batman. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah he's and so good. Like, like you say, yeah, awesome. Vito is great, and Christopher Walken is great, and yeah. but Michelle Pfeiffer, amazing. Oh my god, like, brilliant that, Catwoman. That scene where she bat flips out the window is still one of the best <sighs> scenes great. in any Batman film. It's great. It's it so is great. really good. It but, is genuinely. But yeah, like it's one of those that you know. When you look at lists of rankings and stuff, mm. you see it. You see it like way down the bottom. Like uh, uh, whoever that. says that's outrageous. Yeah, like, but you, you see, are splitting top. hairs over it because, like, yeah. it's it's in my top oh, five. Okay, yeah, look, I'm not. I I would not argue that Batman 1989 is a great film. Yeah. Any either of the Keaton films for me, if you said to me that's my favorite film, but like, you know what? Mm. That's fine. Totally yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and you know the whole. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah, you want to get nuts? Love it. <laughs> 
nuts. I love that bit. I but, love that bit. And, so and like much. you said, the bit with the bat wing flies up against the oh. moon. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's so great. silly, but I love it. It's so yeah. absolutely amazing. But um, yeah. but yeah, Tim, the Tim Burton films, I think for me, are. I think as a director for the Batman films, he's still the best one for me. I would agree. I think they're the yeah. best two like Batman films we've seen, or best like representation all, of Batman. All the Nolan fans are switching off right now. Uh, off. I, don't wanna, yeah, I don't want them listening to us. I, uh, they can leave. I don't want them. <laughs> well, let's, Get out let, of here. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we talked about Tim Burton. What about Joel Schumacher? How do we feel about those films? Batman Begins. That's a film that, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather talk I mean, about. I mean, I mean, I mean, Joel Schumacher is obviously better than Nolan, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making sure they've all left because you know. Let's see. I don't. Do you know what? That's actually a really tough question for me. Oh wow! I was saying that as a joke, but there you go. <laughs> No, I know you were. I know you were. But like, this is people are going to hate me, and that's fine. And I know on our group chat, we have a group chat. Everybody, people are going to be like, "Ian, what are you talking about?" What Especially Chris. I feel like Chris, the guy who runs UK Film, great guy. He's going to be like, "What are you talking about?" And that's fine, Chris. You can disagree, but I, I don't know those. But maybe we can do both of them because we're not going to say much about the Joel Schumacher films. They're not great. Yeah, and there's yeah. more to say about the Nolan films. But for me, like. The Nolan films are trying so hard, right, that they end up being like, and because I don't like them, they're trying so hard to like be this Batman, the definitive one. It's so realistic. Oh my God. That I'm also like, I don't like these at all. Like I'd like Batman Begins, definitely good. Cool. It's passable. I'll give it a pass. The Joel Schumacher films. Okay. As I'm talking out loud, this is my inner thought happening here. (laughs) The Joel Schumacher films are definitely worse. I've settled on it now. I had to think about it, though, if I'm honest. I genuinely had to think about it because, like, I feel like Batman and Batman Forever is clearly meant to be rubbish. I don't think anybody's trying to say they were making that film earnestly. Like, do you, do you genuinely think Joel Schumacher was like, this film is going to be considered like a work of of I, I almost swore there, but a work of art. <laughs> like, do you, do you... I, I I feel with Batman Forever and Batman Robin. Wait, no, they... Batman and Robin's the one after Batman Forever, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's okay, what I was talking about. That's Bat- what I was talking about. Sorry. Batman and Robin, like do, do you really think the guy making that was like, this is a serious film? No, I don't. I think and I think with both of those Schumacher films, I feel like they were films made by a Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
studio rather than a director. I feel, I feel I, like Batman Forever was. I, feel, ba- I, I actually don't like Batman Forever, but Batman and Robin, because it's so cheesily bad, I'm kind of like... I ha- I've, again, it's, I'm not here being like it's a good film. It's bad. It's genuinely a bad film. But because it's not trying to be, oh, this is really serious. It's real. It's gritty. It's just stupid. Hmm. There's an element of the 1966, but 1966 is better than this. 1966 oh, yeah, is legit- yeah, yeah. It's legitimately a good film. This is like definitely bad, but because it's so bad, and people know, again, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I love bad films. I have a soft spot for watching terrible films. Batman Forever does not fall into my so bad it's good, whereas Batman and Robin does. Yeah, that's that, that's I, how I, I look at it. I, I so I I'm inclined to agree with you. Batman and Robin. I'm inclined to agree with you. Batman and Robin is one of those that is so bad. It's you know when you're with friends and you're you know having a few drinks, it's one of those mm. we could just all laugh at and really enjoy and that thing. Batman Forever, I think, leans more into its serious fare that you can't quite get yeah. to that stage where you're like, this is so ridiculous that I'm supposed to be laughing yeah. at it. Yeah, I agree, um, and it's just. Bad. It's just bad. I said this and I said this in my ranking. I think that Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are films that are basically just made to sell toys mm. and sell yeah. stuff with a bat logo on it. You know, it's kind of like oh it's, it was not made with any kind of love for the franchise from a studio perspective. I genuinely think Joel Schumacher probably had a different film he wanted to make, mm. but I don't and there's now this whole release the Schumacher cut thing, which is happening. And you know, what? you know what, you know what, fine, do it. You know, go for it. I don't care. Sure, but, whatever. Like, but, I mean, because I think at this point we can't get any worse. So let's just yeah, see. I, mean, what I don't it can want be. to see that. Of all the like cuts of films, I want to see. I don't really want to see that. I don't. No, care. but I feel like I feel like Schumacher probably had his hands slightly tied by a studio. And yeah. but having said that, I don't think there was any saving these two films. I think mm. they were just this. Um, the for example, in Batman Forever, the the acting is so ridiculously bad from such talented people. It's like so you're all great actors. Yeah. What are you doing? Did you all yeah. get together one day and say, you know what, we've done really well so far. Yeah. Let's just have one where we just don't care. It's just rubbish. It <laughs> genuinely. Is and rubbish. I said again, I said this in my ranking. Nicole Kidman, who is one of the best actresses we have, is just mm. like hamming it up to the nth degree, and I'm just, yeah. and I'm just like. Oh, it's it's painful to watch. Yeah, at is, least with yeah. Batman and Robin, you're right. You can laugh at it in a it's so bad, it's good kind of way. But I just, yeah, there's no redeeming either of these two films for me. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I have, I, I perhaps I shouldn't have paused to think about if this is but worse. The, but than... another reason that I kind of want to give some leeway to Joel Schumacher is he made Phone Booth, which is one of my favourite films. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's weird. I don't think Joel Schumacher is a terrible director. Apparently he's a bit of a, bit of a, not well, he, he, was, he was, he was, sorry. Has he passed away? He has passed away. Oh, oh yes. I completely, wow. Yeah. That shows how on the button i am with 2020 unfortunately oh Um, right that's probably why i missed it that was a crazy year that was a real crazy year um but Um, he 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 had some good films he had falling down flatliners the lost boys you know those kind of things but then you know directors have spotty moments and he had two you know yeah and i i mean i've heard he's not like he wasn't the easiest person to work with 
mm. either, um, which may have reflected in the making of these films as well. Um, which, you know, is what it is. They are what they are. It definitely... Okay, I will admit, as we move into the Nolan era, that the Nolan films are better than these. Like, it, I did have to think, and I'm sorry, Nolan fans, I'm not really that sorry, but, like, <laughs> the, 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 I just had to think about it. But they are... Yeah, they're not good. I, I only like Batman and Robin in a this is so bad it's good sort of way but they are as films just not redeemable and i don't think there's actually much quality to talk about there like arnold schwarzenegger's great as mr freeze but not as like a good mr freeze it's just like a yeah. joke yeah you know so yeah. i don't think there's anything really there that I you know can, you like, want to do your uh, impression you know you want to do your impression so go ahead you. there you go <laughs> <laughs> i love i love some of the lines isn't it like oh like there's one where he's talking about what happened to the like dinosaurs, <laughs> like they froze. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is insane dialogue. There are um, some, there are some absolutely killer lines in, yeah, uh, yeah, in, in that film. I will give you that. It's like but, let's let's kick some ice, that kind yeah, of stuff. It's you know, just terrible. Cool, but cool, I, I think that. cool party or something he says as well when he walks yeah. in. Oh, it's just he's having a great time. Him mainly, but like, yeah. it's, I agree. I think fine. The Nolan films are definitely better than mm. these two as we move into that. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit as well, I had a massive crush on him with Thurman. Kind of still do yeah, at the yeah, time. Well, so, you know, she's, she's a cool lady. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that, that was, that was, uh, that was a bonus. Um, mm. But we're, so we'll talk about Nolan now, I guess. And obviously, mm. Your thoughts for listeners of the podcast, your thoughts on Nolan are well documented. So, <laughs> that was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, literally the first episode we did was all a Chris Nolan. All my friends who've listened to that one one were like, God, you were tame. They were like, You were really calm about talking about Nolan. You were like so tame about it. And I was like, Well, it was the first time I did it. I didn't want to come across as like, Oh, I'm right and you're wrong. I have an opinion and therefore I am correct. You know, I didn't want to be that guy. Nobody likes that guy. But yeah, I don't like Christian Nolan. <laughs> Whereas now we're multiple episodes in the end. So say what you really think. <laughs> you're all wrong. <laughs> no, so, so, you know, um, the Nolan films obviously. Are held in such high regard. Yeah, they are from everyone and yeah. Every, oh, um, yeah, everyone. Yeah, everyone uh, but, like <laughs> when you look, when you look at rankings of these films, people. everyone like Dark Knight's at the top. Yeah, uh, the Dark Knight people. trilogy, everything. Yeah. No wonder was it. So a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. I guess is there? So obviously we understand that you don't particularly like Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Uh, is there? Uh, is there a what's what's the main reason for that? I guess is my question. Oh, Nolan or these films? Not the Nolan ones. Like okay. why? All right. Not Nolan. You know, he's got. <laughs> I can see why with Nolan, but these films in general for Batman. Okay, so like I think Batman Begins is definitely the best one of that. Like Agre- it genuinely that, that is a good film. It's possible. It still has stuff that doesn't make sense, but that's fine. Also, Batman does kill Ra's al Ghul. I'm sorry, people who go, well, the train killed him. I'm like, yeah, but he could have saved him. So, okay. Um, so he definitely did. Um, I think they also waste Scarecrow a bit, which is a shame. Like, he's good in it. Like, he is very good. And, and Cillian or Killian Murphy is great as Scarecrow. Like, he's very good, actually. But I just feel like Ra's al Ghul comes in and then you forget he's there. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm like, okay, all right. Um, but 
I think his films, I'll kind of sum up, like I've said before, I don't like Nolan. And I think it's because I don't enjoy his directing um, and editing. And, um, you know, I think the the Dark Knight actually was the first film I saw where that kind of bubble popped. Mm. Because I liked Nolan, like controversially, I actually, and contrary to everybody's opinion, um, they'll be shocked to hear this. I actually really, really, really liked Christopher Nolan for a long time. Like mm. I, I thought he was amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I, Tom Holland again. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, he's great as a director, and I loved the Dark Knight trilogy. I even apologize. I was a justifier for Dark Knight Rises when it came out because I was like, oh, baby, breaks his back. Oh, it's from the comic books. Oh, um, but. When I watched Dark Knight again, this like weird thing happened where I was like, wait a minute, like this isn't good. Like this isn't that good. Like and there's it, it starts to like crumble under the fact that like people tell you it's the best Batman film. Mm. And then you watch it and you see like editing problems, continuity errors, things that don't really make sense. And you start to go, wait a minute, this actually isn't that good. And like, the, only re- yeah. the only thing, I think the thing that carries it, and I'm not one of these people who are going to be like, everything's terrible. Heath Ledger's performance is fantastic. Like, it is fantastic. It is. It, 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 great. Yeah. But and that's. That ca- he carries that film. Without him, I don't think it's that good. But that's my thing about Dark Knight. I, I think the Dark Knight is a good film. It, it's not a good. It's, it's not, not a good Batman film, but it's not really a Batman film. It's no. more of a Joker film. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't... You, if, you, if you made those two characters, Joker and Batman, not Joker and Batman, it still well, would it's, work. It, it doesn't need to be a Batman film. There's nothing you know Batman it about it's, it. It's heat. It's heat. It's exactly. It's heat. It's heat with superheroes. Yeah. That is what it is. There's nothing, for me, there's nothing inherently Batman-like about it. that's why I'm just a bit bored of it. Yeah. I don't... don't, And continue like one of the big continuity issues that really bothers me and people just are like oh it's not that big of a deal but it is it is a big deal when the joker turns up for the party and batman turns up and he then falls out the window with rachel and they just hit the car which one how are you not got your spine broken but fine you're batman i guess and you're trying to be really realistic as a director cool fine but he can walk again um and then in the next film he can't i, I don't know anyway so he like hits the 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 car and then it just cuts, and that's the end. And I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. What did the Joker kill anybody up there? Was there did any? He just, like, did he just leave? Did he just go see everybody? This was kind of weird, wasn't it? See you later. Like, like it, and that stuff bothers me. And like Nolan's films across the board have that problem. There's so many continuity and just errors in his like editing, and like scenes just end with no explanation. And that happens so much. And for me, in The Dark Knight, I saw it more than any other time before and i was like oh this is really popped the bubble for me yeah i agree i think and there'll be a lot of people who are shouting at their that's web, fine web i mean if you love like, Nolan I, so and much again, I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah i get it look look i i, I do like the dark knight i find it enjoyable mm. film from a film perspective but when mm. i'm looking for a batman story and i said this in the ranking as well i was like when I read The Long Halloween and I watch The Dark Knight, I mm. get a much better story from The Long Halloween mm. around the same kind of idea than I do watching The Dark Knight. And like you, like we like we said, this is not really a Batman film. It's just Batman happens to be in it. And yeah. that's why I prefer Batman Begins 
because it's a Batman yeah. film. Yeah, definitely. And it's more comic booky. Gotham looks a bit com- more comic booky, and yeah. it feels yeah. a bit more pulpy, and you know, a bit more. I'm watching Batman on screen, whereas in the other one, I feel like it's way too much of a. I don't know. It's just you like. I think like you said earlier, trying too hard to be yeah. a bat to be the Batman film to end yeah. all Batman films. Yeah. yeah. So and and then. I think, I- I obviously don't like Nolan and that compounds my dislike for these films, but I also don't really like them as, as um, Batman films. Like if, mm. even if I was like, Oh, Christian Nolan's all right. I don't really like these as Batman films. Cause for the exact reason, mm-hmm. like exactly the same as yourself. I'm just like, it's not really Batman. So I don't really, yeah. It doesn't do much for me. That's fair enough. Um, so, the last director we have before we move on to uh our... yeah fair enough cool yeah fair enough <laughs> i mean i mean i feel like we're only just going to antagonize the nolan fans much more if we carry yeah, out, so. i don't want to make it too much like if people want to hit know my like full opinion on nolan like maybe we can do a rehash of the nolan podcast because i was very nice on that one maybe i can go into more like like the detail of every single one of them why i don't like them but like this isn't the time and the reason i don't like these as much is book if we're talking about batman is because they're not really batman films well, well, that, that's my summary yeah. what i'd like to do after the new film has come out as well is sort of revisit batman yeah, to I'd see where to. we can I'd where we can yeah, stand yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like, maybe like a bonus episode and go yeah, right. i was gonna say maybe that won't need to be like a full episode we could just review that film maybe yeah this is post-production stuff. Why yeah, are we talking yeah, about yeah, this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. But but we have we have one more director to talk about. Obviously, mm. he's had a big, quite a big impact, whether you like him or not, on mm. the Batman franchise and where we are now. And mm. um, before we move on to the new film, is Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, so obviously, he started with Man of Steel, uh, mm-hmm. Superman, and then was planning to do a whole uh, five-picture saga with Mm. three Justice League films and then obviously Batman v Superman, which Mm. quickly went off the rails because people didn't really like Batman v Superman or... um, Which... um, But I feel like with Snyder, it's a a weird one because obviously we've now had his version of Justice League, which obviously would have tied... Which would set up a lot of different stuff... And we've talked about it a, a little bit already in our Justice League podcast mm. and that kind of thing. But do we think Snyder could have done more if he'd been given time? Or do we think that realistically um, we weren't going to get any better than we got? I don't know. I like, like, unlike Nolan, who people put on a pedestal, um, Zack Snyder isn't put on a pedestal as much. So I have a bit of more time for him, I guess. I certainly even though I I like him as a person, like he genuinely seems like a lovely person. Like whenever I've seen interviews about him and with him and when I've heard some of the charity work he does and like, you know, what he's gone through as well, like he genuinely just sounds like a down-to-earth lovely guy. Um, How much I like him as a director, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. I I, I struggle to be like, yeah, no, he's, he's really captured what... I envision for any of his films like and Snyder is very stylistic I really think he'd be an amazing cinematographer and if he worked on somebody else's project mm. um I because his they look amazing they really yeah. do like they really do but 
I don't know how much his vision translates well into directing um, because it's style, but not much substance. Um, and I, yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I do, yeah, I do forgive him a lot. Like I give, I forgive his films. Like even though I'm a big Superman fan, and he clearly just doesn't get Superman that well. Like Bat- uh, the, the Man of Steel, I think we've talked about before. Like. Superman just wouldn't do the stuff that he does in that film. Like when he trashes the guy's lorry, he just wouldn't do something like that. Yeah. That's not who he is. And like when he steals the people's clothes, a nice touch would have been if he went back and gave the clothes back. That would be something Superman would do. Um, so I think he does maybe misunderstand characters a lot. And he definitely misunderstood Watchmen. Um, his, his Batman, though, particularly in Justice League, was better. In in Batman versus Superman wasn't mm, great, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm very on the fence. I'd, how do you feel about it? Because I'm very on the fence. I, I I agree with you. I think that from a cinematic point of view, Snyder has a real good eye for big, mm. bold action mm. show pieces. He's really good at that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, if you've mm. watched Three Hundred or you've watched any of the Batman films or even mm. um, any. Yeah, Sucker Punch, anything like that. Mm. Anything that's got that kind of action, big screen blast of energy, Mm. you know, he's really good at that. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of who characters are, Mm. I feel that's where it all starts to fall apart a a little Mm. bit. For Mm. example, and to go off Batman for a minute, I recently watched Army of the Dead, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved the action bits. I loved the bits where they're shooting everything. And Mm. I feel like he did those bits really well. Mm. But the story of it just fell so flat for me to the point yeah. where it's not got that. It didn't have that kind of, and I don't want to compare it to zombie because I think it's quite fair, but it didn't have that kind of balance where in it's off and it's sort of low tension moments where they're not killing things. Mm. You can still enjoy the film a little bit. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a recurring theme for his films. I don't feel like I'm connecting with the people that I'm supposed to be connecting with in between them fighting and smashing things up and doing all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. I really agree with um, you. Which is a shame because I feel like, like you said, if he, if he were more focused, I guess, on the cinematic point of view and he had someone who isn't Chris Terrio to basically mm. come <laughs> in and really tighten those characters and those scripts up, Mm. I feel like he'd be on. He'd have been onto a real winner potentially because mm. Batman v Superman on paper sounds awesome. Sounded like mm. it should have been absolutely epic, and it just wasn't. No. And there's a lot no. of people. There's a lot of defenders out there for them, and I, that's fine. I appreciate that. But for me, it just wasn't. I didn't. I didn't connect with either Batman or Superman. I didn't get mm. why either. I, I, I couldn't side with either of them because I didn't connect no. with either of them. So, no. and that's the, and so ultimately to answer my own question. Would we have got something better if we if it had carried on? I don't necessarily think so. No, I don't think so. I I, I sometimes am on the fence because I think, you know, his Batman looks great, mm. and like his Batman, like he does, like he genuinely like looks great. Mm. Um, but it does just lack on like any sort of like. Like that bit where he's like, even if there's a one percent chance that he's like, we we gotta like take it that he's gonna become a villain, and I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking no. about? That's just not great dialogue, and he's not really. And like his motivation is just like, so he's an alien and powerful, so I hate him, and like I I don't know, it just 
I don't know. It, it, it's a shame because I think if he had a better writer, I mean, I guess it's a weird one because I'm going, it's a shame because if he had a better writer, he had a better team, he had a better, like, yeah. <laughs> this thing, like all these things where it's like, if this wasn't the way, and it is the way it is. And I think, as you've pointed out and I've pointed out, his films all have a pattern of that. Like, unfortunately for Snyder, I really wish it wasn't because he seems like a great guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just not that big a fan of his films, unfortunately. And like, yeah, I don't. I think it would have just carried on being the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. I agree. Yeah. It's I a agree. shame. Yeah, but then it maybe not because it's the way it is. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, no, it is. <laughs> but, but it is what it is, and I think obviously hmm. we've we've spoken about it before as well. That obviously you've got the, the Nolan effect where darker is better. And I then... think that's. I think that's definitely going to be like a specter almost over the Batman franchise forever now. Yeah, like, I think there's always going to be this perception that it has to be like incredibly dark mm. or at least more realistic. Like yeah. they, they, they all feel, and that's kind of like what happened with with Man of Steel for Superman. They kind of batter, Batmanified or Nolanified Superman, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it really doesn't work that well. Like yeah. even in the color grade, I've mentioned, I think I've spoken about it before, but even in the color grade in Man of Steel, if you just change the color up. If you just turn the lighting and the color and the saturation up on everything, um, Superman, the the scene where he starts flying looks fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. go to YouTube. Somebody's done it. It looks like Superman. He's got the bright blue and the and the bright red, and it looks great. But it became all very gritty and dark, and Justice League became a bit like that. And I think... You know, one thing Nolan was trying... I'm not sure that Nolan was trying to make it super dark, but he was trying to make it super realistic, Mm -hmm. which is a different issue in itself. I don't want that. But people took it as it has to be dark and it has to be like this sort of like grittiness that I don't think always works. And I, I certainly don't think it works when you put them together in the Justice League. It doesn't work because everybody's not like that. Wonder Woman isn't gritty. Superman's no. not gritty. Like Flash isn't gritty. So when they're all like Batman, it doesn't work. Whereas Superman and Batman being with them in that style doesn't work either. And that's why I just don't think it would work if they carried on doing it. I just don't think it clicks. I also feel like when you have a moment of real gravitas, it kind of loses itself because you're already so sunk deep into a realistic world of Mm. darkness and you know seriousness that when something really serious happens it kind of loses it whereas again i don't like comparing marvel to dc really but Mm. when something serious happens in it in the mcu you feel it because you have Mm. a balance of light and dark in Mm. there that i don't feel that we've had in recent years from Batman, Batman, but Batman doesn't necessarily lend itself well to being a light character because he's not a light character, but there needs to be something in there to kind of give you a balance of Mm. that. Um, In saying that though, and maybe it helps with your transitions. I don't want to take away a cool transition from you, but in saying that I'm more excited for this Batman film than I am for the Marvel films coming out. Yeah, okay, well, that actually does help me with my transition <laughs> into the next one. So I guess, obviously... It did. <laughs> it did. Um, I, I, I mean, hands up, I would say that this film doesn't necessarily bring... From what I've seen of trailers and stuff, mm. doesn't necessarily... It's not going to bring a lot of 
this lightness, levity, levity to Batman. <laughs> yeah. and, but I guess levity is not really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a balance of s- story, story, and, and you know, yeah. just not everything is dark. Everything's turned down. You know, everything yeah. has to be super grim and serious all the mm. time. Everyone needs to be speaking in real gruff voices constantly. You know, mm. it's there's there has there can be lights and shadow within that. Uh, um, mm. You know, um, but so obviously this film is coming out. Uh, the day after this podcast airs. Uh, mm. So go and see it, everyone, if you haven't planned to already. Um, <laughs> there's a plug for Batman, like a needed one. Um, <laughs> for them, I don't know. <laughs> hold, hold on, let me just check my notes. It's called The Batman, is that what it's called? <laughs> um, uh, but this film was actually delayed twice due to the mm. pandemic. So um, I've been waiting ages to see this film, yeah. as of you. So, you know, we both said how excited we were, how mm. excited we are for this film. Mm. But my question to you is, what were your initial thoughts when you heard about this film? Especially the casting around Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> that was the big one. Yeah, I guess, uh, again, referencing the guys on the Weekly Planet, they call him Robin Bat and Bat, which really made me laugh for some reason. I just, It really makes me laugh. But um, I call him our bats, just for the record. Bats. I like yeah. too, our bats. Um, I, it's a weird one. Like, I am very excited for this film, like, really excited. And I'm more excited for this film than probably the Marvel catalogue right now. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I feel like this film is probably trying something. Whereas I feel like the Marvel films are becoming very formulaic. Like I, I watched the Eternals and was really bored. Yeah, like that, that really bored. I me. still haven't seen it because of your damning review. <laughs> Jeez, man, I was so bored. Like Shang Chi's great. Like I had a great time with that, and they had a, it was a really fun film. And I think the best that they've done is Loki uh, recently mm. because it is different. And I'm, I mean, yeah, I hope yeah. they follow that trend. And Multiverse of Madness looks great. We've we've done this. We did this already. <laughs> why are you talking about Marvel? Yeah, <laughs> why, why do we do it? But why I'm more excited for this than say multiverse of madness um is that they're trying something here like multiverse madness is definitely trying something it's bringing in like loads of characters oh my god but it becomes almost like a film for references and cameos how many did you get tick off what you know Mm -hmm. whereas this looks like they're genuinely trying to tell a really compelling story yeah yeah Um, but when I did first hear about it, I was a bit like, I don't want any more Batman films. No, I, yeah, yeah, I was just kind of like, it was just after Batman, uh, Justice League, before the Snyder Cut one. And I was just kind of fatigued by all of it. And I was just a bit like, I really can't be bothered for another Batman film. And I was more like, if they're going to do something, I want them to do something like Flashpoint to try and fix this and then do a Batman film. Sorry, I became dry mouthed sorry listeners um, <laughs> um too much talking jesus um tell me to shut up chris uh, <laughs> the yeah and when i heard it was robert patterson i was kind of like a lot of people i knew was like oh really but i've always been semi a defender like oh uh, Twilight, yeah Twilight yeah batman oh my god like no i've always been a bit of a defender because he's been in like some really good films like lighthouse was great like it was oh really yeah yeah good. Weird, like, but good. <laughs> oh yeah, super weird, but like, yeah. great. Like, and I've always felt like he definitely has acting chaps. I agree. Um, and and it's I think probably uh, both of the main character actors in Twilight uh, are good because what's her face is up for an Oscar. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. She's a great actress. Sadly, the third guy not so much. 
Yeah, I mean, two out of three ain't bad, right? Yes, but I agree with you. I think I, I really think Robert Pattinson's credentials as an actor are yeah, he's good. He's he's good. He's he's good in Lighthouse, as you said. Good Time mm. is a great film he's in. Yeah, really good. Christian Stewart, great actress. The Twilight films, like, and I think. Apologies to Chris, our editor, if I'm getting this wrong, but I think he's a defender of those films. Are Is aw- he? Are awful. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty oh, sure he does. Okay, right. Scrap. Right. <laughs> you know, he asked us to do a podcast together again because there's like a comic book one again he wants us to do. I can't remember for what Mar- it was. For Morbius, yeah. Morbi- oh, God, I can't wait. Oh! Sorry, this is pro- post-pre-production stuff. For Morbius, because he's a vampire... The three of us should talk about Twilight. If he <laughs> genuinely, if he is a defender of that, I, Chris, if you're listening, which I know you are, that's what the Morbius episode's going to be. We're going to be talking about your defense of Twilight because they are terrible. You, <laughs> they you, are you, so bad. you, you can text him <laughs> afterwards. I might be totally off base, but I'm. <laughs> I'm fairly certain he's okay with the Twilight Zone. He isn't. He's coming on to defend it. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Chris, it's canon. You like the Twilight (laughs) films. Um, But I... I, Because I remember watching the Twilight films with my then-girlfriend who was obsessed and thinking, what the hell am I watching? These are so bad. And she's like, oh, you should read the books about it. They're not. They're really not. Um, (laughs) Um, And I just remember thinking, this guy, this twinkly idiot, because yeah. I can't swear on this podcast, um, this twinkly <laughs> idiot when he goes, I spark on the sunshine. I'm a massive fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and everything yeah, vampire I mean, awesome. related. Yeah, awesome. For me, that was a that was a stake for the heart myself. You know, I was just like, oh, and I hated him from that point. I hated him for being that guy. Mm. I never and for ages since I was like that guy. Awful. I think a lot of people are. I think genuinely yeah, you're not in the few there. Genuinely though, watch him as an actor and anything else. He was showing you that he's really good. He's really good. Which is why when this film came out, I'd already seen him in other stuff and changed my mind on it. I was like, you know what? All right, fine. Yeah. I'll yeah. Gi- yeah. He's got a good chin. Yeah. I'll give it that. It's so, like I, I had the exact same re- reaction. Like it was more for me the fact that it's a Batman film. Rather than yes. it's him, I was just kind of like, I can't be bothered with another Batman film right now. I want them to sort out this Justice League mess. I want them to try and like in in the wake of what it was. Like I was just like, this is such a mess. Why can't they do Flashpoint to try and fix it? Like that would totally work. Um, and they would have beaten Marvel to the mark on the multiverse stuff. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, they've not done that. They've gone in a complete different direction. But I will say, until I saw the trailers for this, that was my thought. Mm-hmm. Then I saw the trailers for this. And I was like, wow, that looks good. Yeah. Like I, genuinely, I did a 360 yeah. of like, this looks more like what I want. I want him de- being a detective trying to solve a crime. Absolutely. That's I, what I want. Yeah. And I think as well with Robert Pattinson, since his post-Twilight career, he's very much become an actor who's been very selective about what he does because mm. he's done the franchise thing. And mm. in his own words, he. He hated it. He absolutely hated doing it. Yeah, he films. did. Didn't he? didn't he say he was drunk on set a lot? Of yeah, I'm not surprised. You'd need <laughs> to be to be on that film. Honest yeah. to God, Jesus yeah. Christ! Oh, it's making me angry just thinking about it. <laughs> Flashbacks. Um. Anyway, but he is—he's one of those actors who is very selective about what he does, and the fact that he chose to 
be Batman mm. signifies that there's something about this film mm-hmm. that he's willing to go through that again to because he believes so much in this character and before, and also I will say the same for Paul Dano because Paul Dano is a very selective actor from what I understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's not he's not done franchises or anything like that. he's one of those actors who only does stuff that he's really interested in so for Paul Dano to be involved mm. says to me that there's something about this film where these actors are going you know what I want to be part of that which is obviously really exciting for me yeah i i agree with you i think it's like a really exciting prospect i still think there's things i'm a little bit like i'll see how that comes out like that that apparently his batman um voice his his bat no his batman symbol is a gun of like the gun that killed his parent which i'm a little bit like it's a a bit too edgy you know what i mean i'm a little bit like okay all right okay that's just very edgy but i'll hold my judgment off because that might just be a rumor that i've got wrong um i'll withhold my my uh my judgment um Mm. to try and like for the film because it does look great and like the riddler looks amazing yeah like that sort of serial killer like and i I, I, that's the thing i'm kind of excited for like this kind of dark story which i know we've talked about like oh we don't want just dark we want like but it's more the fact that he's looks like he's going to be a detective in this Mm -hmm. that's the thing i'm like this is what i want to see i want to see him working stuff out i want to see him figuring out the the process of what the riddler's doing and the riddler outsmarting him you know i want that and and obviously the penguins in it as well yeah it's crazy i mean colin farrell looks unrecognizable unrecognizable man like so i am definitely very excited for this based on the trailers Mm. yeah that and i because i listeners i was lucky enough recently this is is very much a shameless uh and 17 minutes i thought you would have just gone guys everybody listening (laughs) (laughs) listeners i thought it was very shameless brag i was lucky enough to go and see the new batmobile in person this week and so cool oh it is the thing is with it listeners please go on our website and not, not to read my article, but to see the pictures because the the pictures are incredible. But mm-hmm. the the car itself, it just screams of like you said it earlier. They're trying to do something really different here that mm-hmm. we haven't seen. The car is basically an old school muscle car type thing. It's yeah, huge. I think it looks cool. It's huge when you see it in person because yeah. I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But um, amazing. But um, it's it's scary. It's intimidating, and that's exactly what it should be like. And I yeah, really I like, like the direction they're going with this. The trailer, the the last trailer, looks amazing with the Nirvana mm. cover over the top, and mm. they just oh, I was just. I, I, I think the the car, like it, it genuinely for me screamed like a different direction, which I liked mm-hmm, when I exactly. saw it, and. And um, I was like, oh man, when I when I saw the pre- like early leaks, because it feels like it's been like ages ago when I first saw that car, I was like, that looks yeah. cool. Yeah. That does look cool. 
Yeah, yeah, my immediate thoughts were, where can I buy the Lego version of that car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if this will get a Lego set. It's going to oh, be quite abs, abs. Uh, Well, the car might. They, they, they have all the uh, cop vinyl stuff out already. So, you know, okay. I'm just, like, you know Lego's, Lego's quick on this thing. So. Yeah, they know people like Batman. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they'll have, like, oh, buy the Riddler decapitating somebody's set. You know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, <boy>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been weirder Lego sets. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very true. Fair point. Lego for kids and adults. Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, this film, just to, I guess, wrap up what we're talking about, the whole episode, I guess, is Mm. this film looks really exciting, really different. It's got a great cast. You've got Zoe Kravitz in there, Colin Farrell, we already mentioned, Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis. I'm a bit annoyed that Sean Perry, because Sean Perry for me in Gotham was the best Mm. thing about Gotham playing Alfred. He should Mm. be Alfred all the time. But um but Andy Circus is in it, who's obviously a yeah, frequent cool. collaborator of Matt Reeves from mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes films. Um, I was hoping he was going to be an ape in this. Well my yeah. <laughs> I said that to, I said that to my wife because she didn't like Planet of the Apes because of the talking apes. They freaked her out and she was like Fair. I was like Oh, the guy did plans. She was like, "Are there any apes in it?" I was like, "But well, no, it's Batman." <laughs> and, she was, and, she, and she was like, "There's a penguin in it." I was like, "That's fair enough." <laughs> fair <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> the Flash does have a villain who is a gorilla. So. Yeah, well, exactly. So I was like, Obviously, "All right." <laughs> if they had thrown that in, I would have been like, "Amazing!" Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if this nah, was a yeah. gorilla? Yeah, like Alfred's a chimp or uh, something, just being like, "Hello, sir." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, that'd be great. So I just, I just want to finish on one last question, which is mm. about the prospect that this film has of becoming part of a new Batman universe. Uh-huh. Um, so they're going to potentially be more films. There's TV shows, Gotham PD, I think, is one that's called. Mm-hmm. Um, There's already rumors of a Joker. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, if, if the if the casting is what I've heard, it's good mm-hmm. casting. Well, Carry on anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Do look. We'll see. We'll, like, see. we'll see. We'll see. We, we we said we didn't want another Batman film, but this one looks pretty good. So you never yeah, know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but um, obviously, you and I are massive comic book nerds, and we've read yes. a lot of the stories over the time over the yes. years of Batman. Mm. What? If there are, if this is going to be a thing, the Shield Universe, they're already talking about Court of Owls as a storyline. Oh, oh, that's probably my choice. Yeah, I would think. <laughs> yeah, because my question was going to be, what kind of stories do we want to see? And uh, it's Court of Owls. Court of Owls. Really easy question. Either Court of Owls or Death of the Family, but then obviously there's a logistical thing of bringing everyone else in, which doesn't yeah. make sense. But Death Court of, of Owls would be good, but too early, man. I do, think. Do you want to give the listeners a quick? Rundown of Court of Owls stories. So good. It's so good. So DC has a thing where they kind of do like a reboot every now and then, and they kind of do it all the time. It's like they did one recently, which was called like Rebirth, which was cool. It was kind of awesome, kind of weird. It had the Watchmen involved as well. Would recommend reading it. Anyway, back before that, they kind of rebooted their entire universe and did the New 52, which Mm -hmm. was 52 comic books that they like were doing. I can't remember if they actually did 52 at the time. I remember it was called the New 52. And I think they did 52, but then like, I feel like they, I feel like they kept going after fifty two. Yeah, they kept going, but then I also remember like they did one issue for maybe like eight of them, and yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it just stopped. I, I have most of them on my shelf here. Um, I, I, re- I really liked the new fifty. I really do as well. Yeah, mainly for though 
the Batman stuff. Yes, the Batman yes. stuff was amazing. Like the Superman stuff was okay, and that's me as a Superman fan. But the Batman stuff, oh, was zero year, you know, all those kind of stuff. My yeah, God, man, like so good. So the first sort of run of this was Court of the Owls oh, and so uh, and Night of the Owls as well, which was so amazing. And what basically we found out was a secret society had been manipulating Gotham for generations upon generations upon generations that nobody was really aware of and people didn't know. And it totally worked. It was so it was whoever the, so good. Amazing writer because it didn't change the story. It wasn't like a retcon. It completely just fitted them into the whole narrative of Gotham. And they are a group of assassins as well called Talons, like a owl's talon. Yes. And the Talons, which also is a great comic book run as well, Talon. Um, the Talons are like these trained assassin murderers who are phenomenal. And Batman, as Bruce Wayne as well, kind of realizes how everything is run by the Court of Owls. And it's amazing. It's a genuinely... It's so good. Un- it's so good mm. Unsettling. There's some real horror aspects of it. Like when he's caught in the, the court's maze... He's like having hallucinations. Oh, it's so good. It would definitely be up there as one of the quintessential Batman stories, I think. Yeah, I think so. When you're talking about Mask of Phantasm, Killing Joke, Court of Owls. Yeah. Up there. It's It's so so good. good. I think it's underrated because people talk about, like, as you say, The Killing Joke or Long Halloween. I think The Court of Owls is maybe one of the best Batman stories because mm. he's really being Batman in it. He's yeah. trying to be a detective to figure out what's going on. He has to fight his opponents, these talons. You get the action of it all. But then the Machiavellian sort of court that exists is amazing. And they also are really creepy. The design of them's great. Like They just wear white owl masks. Mm. It's really, really... And the it's talons are great. Super simple, but super effective. I just I, I can't wait. If that's, uh, if that's if where they're going. That, if they do that, I genuinely would be like, just do as many films on that as you want. Like, yeah. do two. Do two films on that, because they, they're so interesting. And... I feel like it would need two films as well. You know, mm-hmm. they could really... They could even do a whole trilogy of The Court of Owls if they really thought about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. that If that's where they're going, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, me too, man. Yeah. Like, I, that, you've made me excited by bringing up The Court of Owls. Like, yeah. I'm genuinely like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, the the, the, the the press release I'm reading says that they are interested in introducing Robin and featuring cool. the Court of Owls, Calendar Man, <gasps> Calendar Man, and Mr. Freeze. So, oh, they're so cool. They're three of my favorite things. Because I'm not a big Joker fan. I love the Joker, obviously. He's a great villain. But I feel like he's overutilized. So when I heard rumors that they were going to do a Joker, I was kind of like, oh, really? But if they do Court of Owls calendar man and mr freeze i'm like yes like yes that's so good oh, i'd love that oh do it now bring it on yeah. <laughs> do it do it now well i look forward to you and i getting together to chat about the epic court of owls film oh, to end all films yes. yes in two years time let's say two years time yeah yeah they must be making it now come on <laughs> yeah don't 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 Quote me on that, listeners. Um, it's not up to me. Years later. Well, yeah. it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, do you remember when Batman failed? Oh, God. Uh, well, on that note, Ian, I think that is all we have time for. It's been today. a pleasure, man. It has been a real, uh, real pleasure, yeah, talking to you about it. <laughs> 
the best uh, superhero there is, obviously. So, no, it has been a genuine pleasure. Thank you for joining me, and as always, I can been a pleasure, man. I literally can't do this without you. It seems so. There you go. And do you know what? I, I love that. I'm, I'm, I can't either. We are a unit. We are a team. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully we will be back to talk about the new Batman film once it's come out so we can share yeah. our thoughts. Yeah, um, I'd love to do so, that. I'd love to do like maybe a short one to discuss it. Yeah, so watch yeah. this space. Um, yeah, but yeah. thank you all to everyone for listening as well. This is the UK Film Review Podcast and we will see you again next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.